Welcome to the Wretched Hive Podcast. I got a bad feeling about this. Moss Eisley Spaceport. What are you talking about? You will never find the more wretched hive of scum and villainy. This is ridiculous. We must be cautious. Actually, we're just a bunch of guys talking about Star Wars and other stuff. I'm looking forward to having some real talk with some real folks. That's good news. I like the sound of that. Live from downtown Disneyland, it's a mini episode of the Wretched Hive podcast. We just exited Galaxy's Edge about 45 minutes ago. We've enjoyed a little snack, a couple of adult beverages, and we are ready to provide our rundown of our afternoon at Galaxy's Edge, Dave. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. That's, that's my top line summary of it. <laughs> I think it's safe to say uh, that we had a great time. Let me introduce our panel for this afternoon's show. <laughs> you know them, you love them from, from the best audible intro that's ever been recorded for this show. Christine. For any show. Best audible intro for any show. Let's just be clear about that. Christine and Lisa, Christine Holka, Lisa Baldwin are joining Dave and I. Welcome to the show, guys. Thank you. We're happy to be here. <laughs> well, the four of us tackled Galaxy's Edge today. Uh, today is Wednesday, the 12th of yes. June, yes. 2019. And um, I think it's safe to say, Dave, that Galaxy's Edge lived up to our very high expectations. It is 100% safe to say that. We've been reading for, I think, two and a half years now while it's been under construction that the goal was for this to be an immersive experience. And it succeeds on every possible level in that way. You forget you're in an amusement park. You really feel like you've been teleported into a Star Wars universe. There is, There are sound effects that come throughout your, your time while you're there, and one of the sound effects is the very distinctive noise of a, an Imperial or a First Order aircraft swooping overhead that we all know so well. And every damn time it happened, I looked up and tried to track to find the aircraft every single time, even though I knew there wasn't one there. So Lisa, I saw you smiling and nodding your head a little bit. What did you think of, of, of the sounds and the ambiance of, of, the, of the park? Well, as first when we first got in there, I saw a helicopter out of the corner of my eye, and I thought it was like a ship for a second. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, it was amazing. I mean, Dave, you mentioned fully immersive. Uh, what I loved about it is you can't see out outside of it. When you're in Galaxy's Edge, Christine, um, you are inside Star Wars. Um, what was your impression of the park, Christine? I think, I think Christine and I had more fun watching you guys. Now, my favorite part of the whole thing was when we got in the cockpit of the Millennium Falcon, and you two were the pilots, and you guys were just insanely geeking out. Yeah. That was the best time. Yeah. Yeah. And then when you got to go through power drive or whatever, what did you do? Hyperdrive. Hyperdrive. Yeah, that hyperspace was, that was pretty cool. us into hyperspace. Yes, yeah. That's a, so we rode, uh, we rode on... Uh, Smuggler's Run, the Millennium Falcon ride, Dave, and you and I were the pilots on that first go-around. What was your impression of of the of the ride itself? I, so, so for people who maybe don't live in Southern California, the run is Smuggler's Run is this immersive game. Six people, uh, six people on the ride. Two people are pilots. Two people are engineers. Two people are gunners. Everybody has specific tasks that you have to fulfill as part of it. So, I loved it. 
I've only been the pilot on it, so there are whole there's like five other positions that I haven't experienced yet that I want to to be able to say the run is this this good for this many reasons. But the piloting that I did was amazing. <laughs> to sit in that cockpit and watch the thing go into hyperspace on that you know very distinctive cockpit frame. I can't describe what that's like for someone who grew up watching the movies. Yeah, you're right. The 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 windows of the cockpit of yeah. the Falcon are so iconic. Yeah. There was a bed that had that shape that I wanted so badly when I was a kid. Just 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 that to have that in my bedroom would have been cool, but to to look through the window and actually Dep- depends on the audience there, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> It was when I was 12. Okay, that, uh, that works. Looking out that cockpit and seeing the starscape and seeing the other ships now was, was amazing. Now, I think we have all the position, positions covered because I was gunner on the second, uh, on the second run. You guys were engineers, mm-hmm. right? What was it like being the engineer? What, what, were you, uh, what were you trying to accomplish, Christine? It was really difficult. I had to push buttons when they flashed. <laughs> And yeah. there was square buttons, and there were round buttons, and there were different colors. Mm. Um, it was really complicated, so. but somehow I made it through. But I will say the the advantage to being the engineer is that you get to see everything. You get you get to see the people in front of you, the guns, like all the lights, yeah. all the stuff that you guys didn't see behind you. Yeah, I got to see, and then I still got to see the front. So, and yeah. I didn't really have to do much. Like, if the ship crashed, it wasn't my fault. Somebody else's she, she was looking right at you when she said that. But, so, well, ba- but so, I was thinking of Lisa. So yeah. basically, so basically, the engineer's job is a lot like being the rat in the maze. You push the button and you get a food pellet. Basically, is is what you're saying. Yeah, you've got one job. It's stupid, but you do it anyway. <laughs> well, so the gunner's position. Were you guys at the gunner position or just me? We had no. We had okay. um, torpedoes or harpoons. Harpoons. Uh, harpoons. Something like that. Har- something. Oh, because you were harpooning the 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 MacGuffin, the the yeah. energy yeah. thing that we were trying to get. Yeah, yeah. That was the big round button. Right. <laughs> So as and it flashed orange. Yes, and when it yes. flashed orange, you had to press it. Yes. And if you tried, if you tried to press it outside of that, it didn't work. Or if you pressed it, if you didn't press it when you were supposed to, I think you lost points. So that's how we accumulated points. And I think we, well, both times we we did the ride twice. Neither time we crashed the Falcon. Right. We came ish. out ahead. Ish. 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 Lisa we, crashed. I, I feel it. like we kind of crashed it the second time, but I. Well, we crashed into some things, but we didn't destroy it enough so that we were in negative points. I think we came out on top both yeah, we times. Were, yeah, we made a profit on both runs. Okay, there you go. okay. Yeah. All right. So as the gunner on the second ride, um, there is a little more than just pushing the button when you're supposed to. You have to aim high, straight, or low. Oh. So you're looking at your targets on the screen, you know, through the through the, the cockpit windows, and you're aiming high, straight, or low. Was there any of that in the, uh, like, the harpoon thing that you had to... No, sh- it was just pushing the button. Okay, yeah. okay, all right. Yeah, but I will say as a pilot on ride number two... That was a little stressful. Yeah. Yeah. What was stressful about it? I wasn't sure when I was supposed to steer and when I wasn't <laughs> not supposed to steer. And then one point Dave was like, go to the left or go to the right. And I was like getting my left and right mixed up. And I... Uh, and then she screamed. And then I screamed. <laughs> yeah. So as the pilot... She squealed the whole time. There, there are two pilots, right? So one goes... One controls uh, up, up and, and down, down. One goes left and right. Yeah. So yeah. I was left and right the second okay. time. All yeah. Right. Yeah. All right, so yeah. that was the ride. So what about the food? We, we, we had some snacks, right? We ate lunch there. Uh, yes. We had some fried chicken. Dave had mm-hmm. fried chicken. I had a like sort of a Greek 
veggie thing. I gotta jump in there real. I gotta do a Scott and jump in there real quick. <laughs> yeah. It Drink. wasn't. It wasn't so much fried chicken as it was a giant chicken finger. Mm. Yeah, it looked like a big ch- chicken stick. Yeah. You know, yeah. I haven't seen a square chicken before. <laughs> <laughs> it was more like a rectangle. It was a rectangle shape. Mm. It was like a brick. Yeah, chicken yeah. brick. Yeah. Chicken brick, mashed potatoes, gravy. Um, it was yeah. good. Don't get me wrong, but I feel uncomfortable calling it fried chicken. Okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, my Greek thing was pretty good, like a hummus yeah. and pita kind of a thing. Uh, what else did we have? We had some snacks. I got salads. that popcorn. Oh, salads. salads. That's right. You guys had that salad. The chicken salad, yeah. And uh, it was barely a salad. The fact that it had a yeah. few pieces of kale and lettuce in it, but it was but, delicious. But overall good. We enjoyed oh, yeah. the food. Oh, good, yeah. Oh, yeah. It and was like chicken and quinoa and sweet potatoes. It was good. And pricing wasn't extravagant, right? I mean, typical no. Disneyland yeah. Yeah, it was, yeah. pricing. Yeah. I mean, it was, yeah, it was a little pricier than what you would probably see on the outside world, but it, going to Disneyland to me is like if you go to the airport and get something to eat, you it's expect that you're, you yeah. you're going to pay a little bit more for it. Yeah, mm-hmm. that $7 latte at LAX is yeah. probably going to cost you four fifty in Long Beach. Yeah, exactly. Gotcha. All right, we got some swag. Oh, yeah. We did some shopping. We did. Uh, and some of us are going back for some more shopping. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like it. So, Dave, you got the Dejaric... Uh, che- and slash checkerboard. Yes. Oh, I can't see it. So how much was, was that checkerboard? I was making sure he was pronouncing it correctly. Because oh, okay. <laughs> I can't spell that. Oh, come on. Podcast professional. Uh, I've never seen that for sale in the park before. No. That's that's a, that's a new one. Uh, we got a, um, a... Well, I bought a Chewbacca Wookiee-esque uh, sort of shoulder bag. Messenger right. bag. Messenger, Messenger bag. bag. There yeah. you go. It's a, it's a Merce. Let's be real. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, 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 a, it's a man purse. purse. It's yeah. a Merce. Uh, I got a tub of popcorn in the shape of a mouse droid. That's solid. Right. We, we got some chance dice for oh, no yeah. other the chance for dice. no other yeah. reason than that's right. It was it's a solid seven dollar impulse purchase, and yeah. I'm thinking we're gonna make a drinking game out of it. Absolutely. So if we roll if you roll red, you have to take a drink, and if you roll blue. You have to take a drink. You have to take a drink. <laughs> Sorry, I pimped your line. That's you could, all right. You could, use it, you could use them on the podcast, right? Oh, for sure. Yeah. That's a great. Ooh, could be your Star Wars we'll roll every time, every time Scott says, Let me, I'm going to jump in here, we have to uh, roll to see if someone drinks. Uh-huh. There you go. That's going to speed guys, the show along. Wait, don't you guys... None of us have problems drinking. We don't really need a drinking game. <laughs> yeah. We're very good at it. That's a good point. What else did we buy? We bought... Um, it's oh, I like bought you a. Have to make a not drinking game. I, I bought a wooden, <laughs> uh, a, a child's toy uh, of the Millennium Falcon. And you bought a resistance flag for podcast oh. headquarters. For yes, for the palatial Wretched Hive Studios in Long Beach, got a pot, got a flag of uh, the resistance flag. You sure you're not going to wear it as a cape? I might. Raptors. That's a really oh, good yeah, idea. Yeah. Wear it to yeah. work tomorrow with your Chewbacca bag. Ooh, that's a good look. And nothing else? Or just nothing else. okay. Ooh, <laughs> that's frightening. So one one thing that I like are the character interactions that they have in there. So we did meet Ray on yes. the way in, and uh, Lisa Baldwin is dressed in an adorable stormtrooper dress. And Ray was a little leery of speaking to our group as a result of that. Yes, but yes. we we convinced her that Lisa was trying to travel undercover. And so Ray was like, "Okay, we're all right. We're good. We can yeah. we can talk and chat." Yeah. But if you know, if we had a chance to notice because we went back to that area later, she was much more interactive with other groups that were wearing neutral yes. or resistance style stuff, where she would kind of lead them in, like yes. take them on little you know circuitous routes and, and act as a leader and explain mm-hmm. to them like, "Do this. Be quiet here." 
so that, that level of interactivity is fun. And Lisa also got a big rise out of the stormtroopers that were wandering yeah, around. Yeah, she did. Yeah, we. Yeah, <laughs> Steve and I were told by the stormtroopers that Lisa was in charge. Yeah, yeah the stormtroopers uh, took her aside and said, um, "Yeah, don't get too close to these civilians." Because uh, she's dressed in her black and white stormtrooper dress today, uh, appropriately so for Galaxy's Edge. So overall, I think let's go round table really quick. Just go. 10 being the best uh, theme park experience you've ever had, zero being the worst. What do you give Galaxy's Edge, Lisa? I'm going to have to say 7.58, only because we couldn't get into the cantina because the line was too long. Oh, that's a good point. We tried to get into the cantina. We had a reservation. It's a system where they, if there's time, they text message you. It was over over two and a half hour wait to get in the cantina, and we only had four hours in the park. And we had to be in there with 45 minutes left to go. So, long story short, couldn't yeah, get in. Didn't get in. So, next time. But next seven time. and a half or eight? Eight. Okay, eight. All right. Okay, Christine, uh, what say you? Scale of one to <laughs> zero to ten. I'm going to go with a nine. Ooh. And I would probably rate it a ten if I'd gotten into the cantina. Yeah. Okay, wow. Been, yeah. All right. Okay, Dave? I will go with a nine also just because I, I agree that I think they have some scheduling things to work out with the, the capacity crowds that they're dealing with. They've done a very good job, frankly better than we have any right to expect, as crowded as that is, but still a little bit of fine-tuning to be done, I think. Got it. And I will say nine as well. Uh, the park has an amazing lived-in feel. There's you know blast points all over the place. Uh, sorry for the noise you're hearing other people sit down next to us. Uh, you know, it has a, it, it, it feels like it's a thousand years old, but it's brand new. They've done a wonderful job with the details are uh, just incredible. Uh, so much to see and look at. All of the signage is in Arabesh, so you can't really figure out where you're going until you kind of get the layout of the place. Uh, we had to sort of discover where some of the stores were accidentally, um, but that's all part of the fun. Highly, highly recommend Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. And uh, we'll be coming again. I am sure we will have an on-site meeting with all of the Wretched Hive. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, with all the Wretched Hive in the next uh, couple of months once it's open to the broader audience and you don't need a reservation. So I, as a closing thought, I did want to say that I was trying to keep an eye out throughout the park to try to look for clues for anything that might foreshadow something that's coming up either for the Mandalorian or episode nine or you know the last season of Clone Wars and there was one thing that I saw that I don't recall ever having seen in any existing Star Wars product which is a, in the antiquities store there was a mask available that was a mask of the guardians of the Jedi Temple and I don't recall seeing this kind of vaguely Iron Man-esque mask but it's white with a gold tree through the center of the mask and it caught my eye I took a picture of it so that people would know I'm not making it up but if anybody out there who's listening to it can call me out on where this has been shown or mentioned I would greatly appreciate it alright that wraps up this mini episode of the Wretched Hive podcast you can find us online at www.theretchedhive.net you can leave us a voicemail at 562-455-4483. That's 562-455-HIVE. That's H-I-V-E. In case you can't spell HIVE. You're goddamn right. And uh, go to Galaxy's Edge. Enjoy it if you're in Southern California. It's not going anywhere, so you have time. But uh, bring your wallet. <laughs> bring some sunblock. Bring comfortable shoes. And you will absolutely 
not be disappointed. Christine and Lisa, thanks for joining in. It's a pleasure to be here. Yes, you're welcome. <laughs> All right, we'll see you next time.